I'm going to try to uh, project. <clears throat> Bama says, this morning I was going to get somebody else who has more coil than I do. It wouldn't be so hard to find. <clears throat> However, as I mentioned earlier in the week, that all the learning this week, all the shiurim, alilu nishmas chaim doiv. So I wanted to have this here today, and I was selfish. I didn't want to give it away to anybody. Specifically, I want to bring out a midah for the parsha, because as I mentioned on Monday, the avoider now is to actually go weiter and weiter. Tzadikim be misayim kuyim chayim. The job is to go and to be mile higher and higher. And one of the ways is to mimic the different anhogas that we can embrace. So in this week's parashat, there's a fascinating Rebbe Zalman which is really an eye-opener. And it connects to another difficulty in the parasha when the Torah talks about the culmination of all the nedovas, the culmination of all the donations. And it puts it together and it describes how much there was, how much donations we received. So the Torah uses a very strange phrase. The Torah says, the Malocha was enough for Hoyser and it was left over to the point that Moshe Rabbeinu had to make a Achroza he had to walk around make an announcement they should no longer bring for Nidvas HaMishkin that's it, it's too much so the obvious question is, the Pesach should say, There was more than enough. That would accurately describe the, the campaign. This was the only campaign in history. Imagine a fundraising campaign where you say at the end, there's too much money. Did you ever go to a dinner where they send out a notice before the dinner? Please stop sending checks. Too much came in. This is like a, this was a historical event that they had to make a chuz b'machane. Stop bringing. So why would the Torah, it almost sounds like the Torah is underscoring. There was enough. It's a little, a little bit left over. Sounds like it was, it almost sounds like the Torah is saying it was just, just. With a little, with that bissel extra, like you pour the wine over five dollars. With that bissel drop. When if the Torah is trying to be mishabeach, that there was so much, and Moshe Rabbeinu had to make an announcement, or Takonas Moshe, stop bringing. So why does the Torah do that? So this is not my kasha, this is all the parashat of this kasha. What's going on here? But I want to tell you this idea from Reb Zalman Sohotzkin, tied into a Rameir Shapira Zechatzadik Levroch. And with that we'll have clarity, and something to work on. 
The Torah in the beginning of the parasha uses a lotion, Chume Yitchem Trumon Hashem, Kol Nediv Leif. So the lotion of Chume Yitchem would make sense if, maybe she lowered a drop, I guess Tashi too, Adoylam doesn't have to listen to, uh, to uh, echoes. Thanks, Heshi. Dave gave me my voice back a little bit so you could. Anyway, so, Lemaise, the lotion of Kchume Yitchem, Kchume Yitchem, right? What's made this Kchume Yitchem? Take from them. So the Loshem Meitchem would make sense. It definitely doesn't make sense when you're talking to a person, take from yourself. That's a, that would be one way to describe Kuhu Meitchem. Take from yourself. I don't take from myself. I give. Right? Somebody asks you for something, you don't say, okay, I'm going to take it from myself and give you. First day, you take from yourself. Say, I'm going to give you. That's how, that's how you articulate giving. You don't articulate giving by taking from yourself. So the so the only other way to understand it, and Rabbi Zalman Zeratzkin is not the first one to ask this kash. Okay, Elis David and many Kadmoidim ask the same kash. The only other way it would make sense is if let's say you have a campaign and you're, you're, you're getting funds from the top 5 to 10% of the people. Right? So you're not taking from everybody. You're taking from some of you. So then it would mean, Khu talking to the Gaboyim, the Gizboyim, Khu take, Meitchem, from some of you, from what's in within Klal Yisrael. Not everybody. But so Frank of David Pardo and Reb Zalman Sohotskim, but Nitvas HaMishkin, everybody participated. So it definitely doesn't mean that. It doesn't, Khu Meitchem doesn't mean take from some of you. It means everybody. So if it's everybody, so just say, Vihitnu. He said he brings down the following mice. Zalman Sarotsk. Fascinating story. When Abhaim Brisk was Rosh Yeshiva Valojan, the Yeshiva got into tremendous chavis, and they needed a tremendous influx of funds. And the Yeshiva didn't know what to do. There was no choice but to send the Rosh Yeshiva. Obviously the last choice to send Reb Chaim Brisk, but the decision was made that Reb Chaim Brisk should go to raise the money that the yeshiva needs. So they sent Reb Chaim Brisk. He went to a city that was known to have several of the biggest gevirim that supported the Valozhin yeshiva. That was the town of Minsk. And he went to Minsk to collect funds for the yeshiva. Comes in, he goes to the top gevir. Reborg Zalodovich, famous Kavir, Tamil Chochem, tremendous Kavir. And he told Reborg, This is the funds that I need. How could you help me get them? So Reborg said, That's a sizable amount of money you need. Please, I'll do it for you. You stay in my house. Take a, take a shaz, take a hambam. You learn. I'm going to take care of it. Okay. Prime sits in allowance. Prime learns for, the, for 10 days, two weeks. Two weeks already, Reborg. You know, ask him what's, what's going on. Rebbeur says, Baruch Hashem, half the funds have been raised. Chaim was very happy. So a little more time, a little more time went by. Rebbeur comes to Reb Chaim with a smile. He says, Rosh Hashiva, it's done. 
here's the money. Chaim went back to Malozhin, and everybody lived happily ever after. Or so it seemed. But two weeks later, Rabbi Chaim gets a visit from Rabbi Baruch Zaladovich and Rabbi David Pintz. Rabbi David Pintz was Rabbi Baruch Zaladovich's business partner. They did business together. And he also was a big supporter of the Malozhin issue. And he heard that Reboch took care of all the money by himself. He gave the whole money. Reboch Zaladovich paid for the entire shortfall. So the million dollars came from Reboch Zaladovich. So his partner, Rebdov, Reb, actually it was Rebdober, not Rebdovich, Rebdober. Rebdober took him to the entire house. That it's not fair that he paid everything. Why didn't you give, I'm a shut of you in business. You should have given me the opportunity to split it with you. I understand you get a schuss of Chaim came to your door, but I'm a, I'm a business partner. So just like I'm a business partner in Gashmiz, you, you have to give me the opportunity. And they were fighting, and Rebbe said, I'm not giving in. I gave it, I was like, I'm not giving in. So it came to the entire to Rebbe Chaim. Rebbe Chaim asking that Rebbe wins. He, he did it already. He can't... He, the mitzvah he chapped, he did. And then Reb Chaim gave a whole shear on the Indian of mitzvahs, whether you can be selfish when it comes to mitzvahs, chapped the mitzvah for yourself. That's a different, that's a different issue. But then Reb Chaim looked at Reb He said, Reb I don't understand you. I came to raise the money. What took two weeks? And then after two weeks, you told me you have half the money. And then it all came from you. It should have been, I mean... Uh, <laughs> It should have been a couple of days. Go get, get to, uh, gather the money and give it to me, even if you liquidated something. I mean, what was the time? What was this shlapai? So Baruch told Rabchaim, You think it's so easy to give away a million dollars? After two weeks, I worked on myself a half a million. And then it took a little more time to give more. And finally, Rashiva was in my house. Mashpia, I gave the whole money. I gave the whole money. Zoktel says of Zalman that you have to break through your own barriers. To give, you have to break through your own barriers. That's how he touches the psukim. You have to take from yourself. You have to, it's not just that you're giving. You have to break the barriers. You have to break the barriers to give. So it's a very nice to hear from Ibn Zalman with a shtikl maise. It didn't talk to me so much this vote. What bothered me was Reboch, Hazal Dumgodl, a known, a known Mefarnas stalker. He had to break through the barriers. He couldn't just give the money. Prime sitting in your house, you can't just give the money. It didn't sit well by me. No, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it didn't sit well by me. It could be the reason why it doesn't sit well by me. It's because I'm talking about it. It could be. I'm not saying I know why. It just didn't sit well by me. Number two, why does the Torah have to tell us the process of what it takes to break through the barriers? The Torah should just say give and whatever it takes to get there. Why, the, why does the Torah have to give us a, an MRI, basically according to Zalman Sorotskin, the Torah is giving us an MRI 
to see which barriers are broken through until you give the money. Okay? I don't need an MRI. You give. Just like the Torah to say, take your hand, your right hand, stick it in your pocket, pull out your checkbook, open up your checkbook. Yeah, Obviously, there's a lesson to be had. I wasn't hearing the lesson. What's the lesson? So now I'll tell you, Pshat and Posuk, we'll understand this as well. So again, the question is, if there was die, that means there was an extra. If it was extra, would he tell me it was die? Right? That's 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 Mamela move on. If there was extra, there was enough. Mamela Shapiro Zechatzad Lavrocha, the Lublina Rosh Hashiva, also had a big job fundraising. He really started the first modern day yeshiva that we know of. That means there was a Valojan yeshiva, but the Valojan yeshiva wasn't so posh where you slept, wasn't so posh where you ate, wasn't so posh. But Mayor Shapiro made a yeshiva that was mamish, all in one, with a dormitory, with food, with kiara melech. Kiara melech. But Mayor Shapiro gets that schus. He was like the next one. After Abchaim Valojan was avia yeshivas of the concept, and Mayor Shapiro was the avia yeshivas that we know of today, that you come to a yeshiva, yeshiva takes care of everything for you. Everything. I mean, Shach in Slutsk, he didn't have a blanket. He slept in the base of he was an univarian. He didn't have a blanket. Rav Shach, he never blanket, he was in the base of frozen. So much so, that Rav Shach Zatzal, when he was a bocher, what a, what a tragedy it would have been. He almost left learning. Because he started getting sick. He started getting sick, and he, didn't, he was sleeping in the base of because he had no place to sleep. And he didn't have a blanket, there was no heat at night. See, he was machlet, that within the next week or two, he has to leave learning. Imagine Rav Shach. Hard to imagine. Imagine the world without Rav Shach. It's hard to, hard to imagine. A lady, a young Almana, who just lost her husband, walked in the basement one night and she had extra blankets. Her husband passed away. She wanted to donate those blankets to some Bentero who's learning, who needs, who needs blankets. And the Rosh Hashiva picked Rav Shach. Many, many, many years later, Rav Shach is in Eretz Yisrael. There's a Levi in Petach Tikva. Rav Shach is already an older man. Some Alta Babichke passed away. There was a Levi in Petach Tikva. Rav Shach made his Talmidim take him to the Levi. It was pouring rain. He sat in the rain. They had an umbrella over Rav Shach to protect him from the rain. Every couple of minutes he stuck his head out of the umbrella, got a little white one back under the umbrella. Nobody knew what's going on. Nobody knew who this lady was. Nobody understood that the Polovich Rosh Hashiva is going to such a Leviah, staying the whole time. And definitely what Medrash Plea was, that he's sticking his head out of the umbrella to get wet. He said, this is the lady. Because of her, I stayed in Yeshiva. And he, he traced her all throughout her life. She immigrated to Altis. Well, when she passed away, he went to Leviah. He said, I'm here, I'll take course, I'll Whatever I have is from this lady. And he said, I stuck my head out of the umbrella to remember the shivering that I felt in the base marriage when she brought me the blankets. I wanted to feel it. I didn't want to be so protected under the umbrella. I wanted to feel what she, what she did for me. I said, I'm shocked. But just it gives you an idea. 
Imagine today a guy, a Rav Shach in a yeshiva, a Shas, a Shas, a living Shas in a yeshiva, and, and he's sleeping in his house without a blanket. What's going to happen today? So that's thanks to Rav Shapiro. Rav Shapiro started a yeshiva as we know it, taken care of. It's hard to raise money. So they went to towns. Rav Shapiro, unlike other fundraisers, he was a dynamic personality amongst all of his other miners. He had an electric personality. So Mamela, when he went to somebody for money, they gave money. They gave money. So, so he had almost the opposite problem. He didn't want to over-ask. Maybe somebody can't afford it, they'll just give because Romeo Shapiro. He had, a way to, he had a way to talk to somebody that he just gave. So his minute was, he would go to a town, he would sit down with the treasurer, the gabai of the town, and he would say, listen, these are my chayvis, this is what the yeshiva needs, this is this. Give me a list of the people, and you assess what they can give. Yankee Pfefferkorn, 20 shkal, 20 rubel. Yeah. Beryl Reichman, 2,000 rubel. You give me a list, and I will then go to the person and make sure they give what's on that list. And if Beryl is supposed to give me 20 rubles, gives me 18, I'll talk to him more, say, you know, maybe uh, he'll give. On the other hand, if Beryl can't afford more than 20 rubles, he gives me 20 rubles, I'm going to keep quiet. Anyway, so Romero Shapiro went to one Gavir. His name was Yaakov Benden. And they put by this Gavir 300, whatever the, I don't know what the currency then was exactly, 300 something. Okay? We'll call it 300 ruble. Which was a large amount of money. Anyway, he sits down. He did his job. Lublin and what we do and what we help. And Anyway, person pulls out 500 ruble. Puts it on the table. Says, Lublin and Rosh Hashiva, I want to help. This is what I'm giving. Lublina Rashiva looks at me and says, Repeat, this is too much. Too much? The Rashiva is telling him it's too much. Wow. So why is it too much? What do you mean it's too much? He said, I know your financial situation. You don't know the way I fundraise. I go to the treasurer of the city. I go to the Gabai. I know what you could afford. And you can't afford this amount of money. You're talking comfortable. But this is beyond your, your affordability. So he looked at the Rosh Hashiva, he said, Rosh Hashiva, the town only knows what's in my pocket. They don't know what's in my heart. If I'm giving from the heart, I could give more. He said, when I heard the words of the Rosh Hashiva, I'm giving more than maybe I can give based on what I own. That was what he told But Mayor Shapiro, after this, he came back to Lublin. He said over the whole story. And he told the boys, what do you see from here? You see that every human being has two sets of strengths. Their natural strength and supernatural strength. Supernatural strength. He says, the natural strength does come with the cup. That comes from the head. The supernatural strength does come from the house. 
That's why by learning we say, the same Bilibainu Bina. We don't say the same Bisikhleinu Bina. We say the same Bilibainu Bina. Why do we say the same Bilibainu Bina? Because if, if our heart is in it, then our wisdom becomes way beyond that it would be just that Seichel. That's why we say, the same Bilibainu Bina. Put into our hearts the yearning to have Bina. That's 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 the yisod. Says the pasuk, If Klai Yisrael were giving just what seichel, it would have been beduk to godel, like you see by a building campaign with a big poster and a gauge or whatever they use to show you how much is raised, how much they need. When you're giving like that, it never's too much. People just you barely get what you need. We need another 5,000. We need another 2,000. But when a person's giving with the life, it's just close. There's no limitation. But that's what we needed for the Mishkan. We needed for the Mishkan that it shouldn't be given with Seichel. Kol Nediv Leviyaviyel. The precondition for building a Mishkan is you have to give with your heart. Not with your Seichel. Call the divlev. Zok the posuk. Famalocha isa die. You know why it was enough. The riots from vahoisim. From the fact that it was over, over, overgiven, shows it wasn't coming from seichel. It was in the divlev. That's what we needed. We needed the divlev, and the hoiser just showed that's what it was. Comes the Pasuk and the Pasuk says, Chumayitchem. The Nesina has to come from within you. It can't just be that somehow something was extracted here. It has to be that when you gave the money, when you gave the donation to the Mishkan, it came from within your Kishkis. Your whole Kolatzmoisai Tremauna. Chumayitchem Trumalashim. That's the type of Nidot. Baruch Hashem. Hoidul Hashem Kitov. That we had a Talmud in Yeshiva, Chaim Doiv. That his learning, his learning was Milayt. was the same Beli Beinubin. I'm going to tell you one short thing before we close. Originally, when they first did the transplant for Dovi, the bone marrow transplant, everything seemed gewaldic. In fact, I was in Eretz Yisrael by a simcha. And I got a text. The nusach of the text more or less said, this is the happiest day since Dovi was born. Because the doctors saw from the blood, from this, that the, that the bone marrow transplant has merged based on the blood counts, it's working. I'm sure, Rabbi, you probably got that text. You probably remember that text. But the Nusach was, it's the happiest day since he was born. My son, Sviyu's mamish, Nafshik Shur Benafshik, I didn't know, my son, Svi flew in this week to be Menachem Abel. He was in America for four hours. He flew, because he's in a Shaskel, where you seven blind a day, he can't, he can't take off. Came literally was in America for four hours. 
kind of the plan. Davant went to Nachamavel, flew back to Eretz So he told Rabbi Brody, I learned with Dovi 12 years of four hours. Could you imagine? There was a Chavrusa Shav. He made a Cheshman from all the years. 12 years worth of four hours a day. That's a pretty big Chavrusa Shav. So, Tzvi got the text like I got the text. I was in the middle of speaking. We had the Talmudim there. I was in the middle of speaking. Tzvi comes running over to me. He goes, Ta, could we make a Rekida? Could we start dancing? Maybe we should stop the Shir and start dancing. I said, Oshir Hashem Ki You don't make a Rekida until Tovi's out of the hospital. You can make a Rekida. Unfortunately, I didn't want that my word should be misguided. I didn't. I, I was hoping that, yeah, we can make a Rekida right now, but but there's a Kabbalah that we don't make a Rekida till Kigom When it's finished. When the issue is finished. Okay. Right after that, a couple of months later, maybe it was even less, the body started fighting the transplant that's called GVH, where the graft versus host, and, and different organs started getting some failure. So one of them was the lungs. The most critical one was the lungs. So they didn't know yet how much lung function is left. There's obviously some lung function. They didn't know how much. So I spoke to various doctors. For Shtetsuch, over there, they had the top doctors. And different people said different things. How much lung? You don't need so much lung function to survive. That means the Rabbani Shalom created in all of us tremendous reserve. I have a Ben Mishpocha by me, a relative of mine, who's already in the 80s, who has 20% heart function for maybe 30 years. And he dances by chasmus. So the Abish, they gave us a lot of reserve. Rabbi Sapistin could tell us a lot about that too. There's a lot of reserve. Part of Rachmei Shemayim. So the lungs, so the doctor, the doctor I spoke to said, 20% you could survive. 20%. Smokers don't have good lung function either. At one point they said that, uh, you know, if Dovi could get to this level, he'll be like a smoker. He'll have as much lung function as a smoker. He could live like that. But the doctor said, the doctor that I spoke to said, listen, this percentage, 20%, whatever the percentage was, can't really do anything much. You could live. You're not going on a hike. You're not going on a bike ride. You're not running. You're not running around vacations. You pretty much, you could sit around and breathe. And maybe you'll have a, uh, an oxygen machine with you. You could live. What was the reaction of Dovi and his family? That's all I want. I want to sit in base Manus and learn. Give Aldik. If I could sit in base Manus with an oxygen machine for the next 50 years and learn Torah. That's a yomtif. That's Pshat Nedivalev. That's not Pshat, you come to the base of marriage with your brain. Which you had a very good brain. That's not the Pshat. That means you come to the base of marriage with the lave. To be able to, to, you know, doctors are like, what do you do? You could just sit around. What kind of life? What kind of life? Gavaldic! You tell me how many 25 year old boys would say that that's a Gavaldic life. How many people would say that? Yeah, it's a Gavaldic life. Sit in base medalish with an oxygen machine for the next 50 years and learn to... It's Gavaldic. Tos Vilich! 
Achashalti. What does David Amalek mean? Achashalti. How could a person say Achashalti? You don't have other shailas? David Amalek doesn't have other things. The Torah says David Amalek was saying, if you want to know what's in my heart, yeah, my seichel, I have a lot of requests. I need food, I need parnos, I need this, I need that. But if you want to know what my heart is yearning for, Achashalti meis Hashem. That's coming from That's what's in me. That's what Dovi had. And we were lucky. First of all, the yeshiva was lucky. I don't know what schus I had that he was here by us. And you all were lucky that you were part of the Beis Medrash that he was in. And Mamela, we have to all embrace, as I told you on Monday, our job now is to embrace different qualities, and to enhance our own, to think about ourselves, how much does the base marriage mean to us? How much does a black Gemara mean to us? So you just try to think about this, what I'm telling you now. An oxygen machine sitting in the base marriage for the next 50 years with a dovey was a gewaldige life. That would be mamish hareze meshubach. Think about that when you're in the base marriage for an hour and a half and you go, it's getting tough. Now in 45 minutes, we're out of Hefzik. Ritzufas! Which, by the way, is, is unbelievable. I'm not diminishing that at all. But I'm just telling you. Ritzufas! I learned for two and a half hours, three hours, without a, without a Hefzik. Gvaldik! So let's all rise up to the occasion. That's why by giving, it's always called Sisa, going up. Because you're raising up yourself to the level of a lave, of a lave. And we should be zeichet, and we should put our lave, our heart, into all of our avodas Hashem. We should all go, Mitzvah Hashem, Michael El Choyel.